0: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Penny Lane Podcast. Today, Blaine and Ellis are joined by Retta of Aries Trading to talk about the platform and how they are empowering retail traders in this market. Make sure you subscribe to the Penny Lane Podcast on Apple Podcasts, as well as our YouTube channel. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines and Aries Trading.
1: Enjoy.
2: Hello, Retta. Welcome to the Penny Lane Podcast. We're so happy to have you. Hey,
1: how's it going, Blaine? Uh, I'm glad to be here.
2: Great, great. Um, we also have Ellis with us. Ellis, I feel like it's been a month of Sundays since I've talked to you.
3: Yeah, it's, it's been a while, you know. And then yeah,
2: that's something we like... say down here in the South. Do you guys say that up in Philly?
3: uh definitely not yeah what does that mean (laughs) we say i haven't seen you in a minute which in reality like a minute means you probably saw a person recently but in philly terms it means a long time
2: Mm. a month of sundays is like longer than a month it's like 30 sundays so that's like you know eight months or something it means a long time i haven't seen you in a month of sundays it's they play they say in a lot of country songs in the 90s, I'm old, probably older than you guys. Anyway, we all just learned something, I think.
1: Has it actually been a month of Sundays <laughs> yeah, or is it that. like an expression, like, oh, it's been a month of Sundays?
2: Oh, okay. it's an expression. Just means a long time. Actually, should I look it up? <laughs> yeah, <I'm here. laughs> I just don't wanna get made
1: fun of the next time I try to wiggle that into a conversation. Maybe I'll be like, uh, you know. yeah.
2: <laughs> It's a it's a great okay month of Sundays a very long seemingly endless period of time, yep I mean yep that's what it means.
3: That's a one of those southern uh, sayings but yeah Philadelphia yeah I've heard that one ever before.
2: Okay well now you've got a little southern knowledge so Uh, uh, drop it. Yeah Alice what have you been doing Uh, crushing it with your trades or? Uh,
3: Yeah I've been doing all right I mean I'm not gonna lie I mean. January sucked, February sucked, and then March, we really kicked things in the gear. Uh, Pretty much what I've been doing a lot more recently is systemizing everything. Uh, So being, like, almost turning it into, like, I don't know how to explain it, not in trading terms, but just very systematic, like, it's more of a process, like, you know, I'm doing my books, I track my trades. Like, I'm, I'm doing a lot more to make it very processed and robotic, and that's kind of been working on recently. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely making like one third the trades I was making probably the last two years, but my win rate's also higher. And now I I've been teaching my strategy more on Twitter of kind of what I do, and a lot of people are having success with it. I mean, I keep it really simple. I use the eight and B and just draw trend lines and everything like that. Uh, other than that, oh, I I am gonna go. We have a big business meeting in Dallas. Uh, a few of us. So like Dr. B, Mitch, myself, Barn, and some others. Wait,
2: business? What kind of business?
3: You know, just a lot of meetings. You know, we're going to be talking uh, really highly profitable trading strategies and exchanging um, our knowledge of the markets together.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Uh, yeah, so we're going down to Dallas next Thursday. So that'd be a good time.
2: Should I come?
3: Uh, I mean, like, you it can. <laughs> it's definitely more of a uh, a boy's trip, you know.
2: Yeah, I think I could fit in, and I, you know, I'm just dying to meet Doctor B. English.
3: You haven't met Doctor B yet. I oh, haven't yeah.
2: met him. I mean, we've talked on the on the Facetime, not on the actual Facetime on the podcast. Yeah, Doctor you know, B is a,
3: he's he's one of the nicest, most giant. I call him the gentle Eastern European giant because he's from he's he's like a bit of a I don't want to say an accent, but he's very like his mannerisms are very like Eastern European, and he's like the nicest kindest guy i mean he gave me a rolex the first time i met him so
2: what said, <laughs> I'm, text, I'm texting him right now he gave you a rolex he didn't
3: give it to me for like the whole forever but it's you know go out you know a lot of meetings so i had to wear a rolex at the meeting so you know i look uh like a professional businessman so
2: yeah of course <laughs> so
3: yeah well um, we we're at a penthouse and he just had an extra rolex on <laughs> so he let me wear it
2: is it in your possession now? No,
3: no, 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 no. It was only, like, mm. for, like, a night or two. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I Jeez guess I didn't Louise. tell you that story. No,
2: no. But, man. Right.
3: But enough about right. me.
2: <laughs> so, we're going to we're going to Dallas. This is fun. This is fun. All right. Well, anyway. Retta, welcome. We're so happy to have you. And we've so enjoyed having... Now, do you, is it Aries or trade Aries? Uh, you know, it's become trade Aries,
1: but it started off as just Aries. I, and I kind of like just Aries. I think it's sleeker, but, you know, both work.
2: All right. All right. Well, we've so enjoyed having Aries as a sponsor on the podcast this season. That's been really fun. And I've certainly enjoyed – we've had a couple business meetings. I've enjoyed getting to know you. And I can't wait to hear a little bit more about your story. Yeah. Um,
1: do you trade? <laughs> so I actually got my start, um, in like the, my first couple of years was I, I was just a trader by myself. Not really the kind of things that you'll probably hear about on the podcast. I'm more so focused on really special situations like where companies were going through distressed bankruptcies or, or, or some kind of split where maybe there were so many different asset classes that it made it so that if you did the work, sometimes you could find some alpha. Uh, but that was sort of my niche. So I would try to figure out, okay, why is everybody not looking at this? And then is everybody that is looking at this, looking at it correctly. I did that for a couple of years. I mean, I still do it here and there now. It's like a, it's like a fun little puzzle, but it definitely requires a lot of time. And unfortunately I just don't have the, uh, you know, really the, the resources to just sit there all day and, and, and get that and just be a trader, right?
2: Sure. Yes. Well, so that's interesting. When did you start doing
1: that? I was about four years, uh, four or five years ago. So I, I did that. So, I mean, I still do it now, right? Like it, it's, it really, it's value investing and uh, you're just trying to find things where maybe the market isn't pricing assets correctly. Uh, you know, like for example, the most, the, during COVID, a lot of hotel REITs were going, they, they were going to sell. And the reason they were going to sell was because hotel REITs have, because if you own 19 hotels, you need a management company, right? So if you're giving 5% of your revenue to a management company, uh, what ends up happening is those revenue margins get skewed. And what people found out was that if interest rates are super low, individual investors might be more like interested in owning larger properties. So what private equity did was they would come in, they would buy these hotel REITs and then they would, uh, well, they would sell them to individual investors. And it would be like a 20% markup on what they were trading uh, or on the price that it was trading at publicly. And so I did that for, I mean, a couple of those are like CDOR uh, was a really nice one for me. BRG was another really nice one for me uh, where, you know, these companies were just, they get bought up by private equity, private equity spins them off and sells them to individual real uh, real estate investors. So that was probably the most recent trades. Uh, I haven't really done anything since then though.
2: Cool. Cool. This
3: isn't day trading, Blaine.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's a little over my <laughs> head. But <laughs> he's not uh, scalping
3: uh, bull flags and pennant breakouts, right? This is deep fundamental analysis. Like this is what like a lot of the big boys do. Uh, I want to say because you have a from what I remember, you do have a finance background, right? Where
1: yeah, I actually I don't have my, my background. My like I I dropped out of school um, and I was going to school for biomedical engineering. So I only had a couple of, like a couple of semesters left. So I guess you could consider my background biomedical engineering,
3: (laughs) 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 but no, man, my
1: my entire life I've been, I've been in finance. So like literally ever since I was a little kid, you know, you kind of just want more than you have. Like you're just a naive little kid. You start thinking like, oh man, I'm going to make money in the stock market. And then I don't know, you just read one book and you're like, oh, like, I guess I remember one of the first books I ever read. Uh, it was called, it's called where are the company, where are the, uh, where are the investors yachts and it's, it's a book of like really dogging wall street on how they charge these high management fees and the, the fund managers get to drive around in these big fancy yachts. But then you get the, you get that, you know, that the investors that, that are not driving around uh, big fancy yachts. And, and the, I, I remember reading that and, and you know, a yacht, the, the kind of yachts that were talked about in this book, uh, you know, it, it's a reference, but, they were talking about 20, $30 million boats. And I remember thinking like, damn, there are people on this planet that can afford 20, $30 million boats. So, so, you know, uh, like really young, I got into reading, uh, primarily like my favorite is Bill Ackman. He's a huge, he runs Pershing square and yep. you know, he got his big break. He got his big break buying this huge building and then piecing it off to public investors. And that idea of like, know he has a, a lot of balls to take on that kind of risk. Like he he's a nobody and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna finance a hundred million dollar building and I'm gonna sell it to regular people and I'm gonna make a profit. And I remember thinking like man, if I, I you know I I was I, I was uh, cocky enough at the time to believe I could probably do that, right? <laughs> so like I'm sure it cannot oh, yeah. be that hard. Right? <laughs> so so you know one thing leads to another and you know you one book, two books, three books, and eventually you're like damn, I kind of know what I'm talking about, at least to a certain, or at least I thought I knew what I was talking about. You know, I, I might've just got lucky. So, so uh, uh, you know, I don't know. And then it, it's fun. You know, I, the, I think day trading is cool. But what I really like about these special situations is it's like a huge crossword puzzle. And often, you know, you're reading these filings or, or you're listening to these uh, earnings calls or these uh, conference calls. And it only takes one sentence for you to figure out uh, like a plan of attack and i really just enjoy i i i don't know when i had more time i I found it i found it to be super fascinating like you know i don't know it's like a big game i guess but i've been wrong plenty of times too i I don't want this to seem like i'm this genius investor i'm absolutely 150 percent not a genius investor
3: you sound like a genius investor so (laughs) as far as i'm concerned uh you know you're way more high level than me but that's something interesting take so so what made you decide to – so I don't know if the viewers know this, but we, we spoke before, so I know a little bit about you. Uh, so what made you decide to – well, how, how old are you? We can ask that because you seem like a very well-spoken uh, young man.
1: Uh, man, I'm actually – I'm 21 years old. Ooh, okay. Oh,
2: okay. wow. So you, yeah. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, that's always the reaction. That's always – Oh, yeah.
3: Oh,
2: yeah.
3: yeah. How did you – Become so so well spoken. Like, uh, what was your like upbringing like? Like, what were your parents like? Like, how did you form to be the human being you are now? Because <laughs> now you're the CEO of a uh, I guess we will call it a fintech startup, right? Yeah. So like, what kind of led to that, or have you just always been uh, like a go getter? Oh man, I've been
1: I've always been a rebellious idiot. That's where that's that's the honest <laughs> uh, that, that's that's the honest truth of it. Uh, but look, I, I so I grew up. Uh, my, both my parents are first generation. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a first generation American my parents are immigrants, okay. right? So growing up, I, I, I definitely, I didn't need for anything. You know, I don't want that to seem like, a, I, I don't want it to seem like that at all. But I did, uh, I, of course, being like a young kid, and you watch television, or, or you read, and, or, or you, you know, you see things in the news, and you're like, wow, a lot of people have a lot more than me. And uh, as a kid, really early on, I just, I realized, like, if I'm, like, I want more, right? Like every kid wants more, right? Like if you ask any kindergartner what his dream is, he's going to tell you like, oh, i want to be a doctor. I want to be an engineer. I want to be a, a, a billionaire whatever. So I, I, I guess I grew up wanting more and then I just got really lucky. Like I just became infatuated with the idea of billions of dollars transacting a second, right? Cause it's always, the markets have always been like that. And I remember really young thinking probably like, I don't know, maybe like 12 years old, 13 years old. I, uh, I thought a lot about how, wow, if there's a billion dollars being transacted a day, I only need like 1% of that. Right? So if I, 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 if I could figure out a way just to get 1% of that, like I'm set, I'm good. I, I will have whatever I want. Uh, uh you know, that, the, the, that number is like $10 million. I was like, Oh, I'll get, I'll get that $10 million and I'll be, I'll be okay. So I remember, uh, just, my, you know, my parents pressuring me, not, not, I don't want to say pressuring, but pushing me into a comfortable life, right? They're like, okay, go to school, uh, uh, get good grades, get a scholarship, uh, and then like, go be a doctor. So I, I, in the back of my head, I, while, while I was pursuing that, cause that's what, you know, I, I kind of grew up thinking in the back of my head, I always thought like it didn't make sense. For me to uh, like, I just didn't like it. Right. Like I I didn't like it. Like I I did relatively well in school. I got the scholarship like they wanted. I am I, you know, I graduate early. I'm in class. uh, And I just remember like looking around the classroom uh, and thinking like, man, like everybody here wants to be a doctor. I and I'm here supposedly because I want to be a doctor. But the reality is like, I just don't feel like I have any friends here. Like I'm not, I, nobody here seems to be like on the same wavelength. Like I, I really liked finance. I, 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 you know, I was, I was really interested in crypto and I had done relatively well. I, I you know, I had, I was building software for a while. So I had software that was, uh, that we had built and it was relatively popular. I was like, man, I could like, it just, I don't know. I, I a couple of years ago, I'm just sitting in a, in a classroom and I, I realized like, and you know there are thousands of people using my software. Uh, you know I employ people. Uh, this is going this is going pretty well. And I'm like sitting in a classroom learning about anatomy. This is not the greatest. Like it's just it's unfair to the people that trust me. Uh, you know trust me it, with, with their uh, tr- like trust in me to build them the right tool or, or the you know the people that I employed at the time. Like it just I don't know. You know like like so I, I guess from that that's like the, that's like the I I don't want it to seem like a hero's arc but that's like the story right it's like you know you grow up wanting i grew up wanting a lot uh and then just kind of rebelling and rebelling and rebelling and then eventually (laughs) yeah i don't know man we just i just ended up here right i I just ended up here i don't know totally yeah
3: (laughs) that's probably that's definitely in the the hall of fame for stories (laughs) now Let's talk about it. So we we spoke before, and uh, you do understand how to program, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, how did so how did you get involved in that? What kind of software you developing while you're in, uh, you know, learning how to be a doctor? And you're sitting there like everyone. Uh, little side note, I had that same feeling too. I'm looking around like I wanted to be an actuary when I first got out uh, got into college, and I'm looking around and I'm like. No one in this class is like me, like no one, like, and so I switched to accounting and I'm like, okay, these people are a little bit cooler. So it's funny that you had the same, uh, similar college story as I did. Yeah. I just, I mean,
1: look, I grew up in a small town, right. And the coolest thing in that town was like, oh, I'm going to medical school. And I just remember like, I I just remember thinking like, man, this kind of sucks. Like if that's the coolest thing and I, that nothing against it. It's, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic route for, for tons of people. And uh, uh, I just remember thinking to myself, like, I just don't feel like I am doing, I I, I just, you know, if I fail, if I go for something bigger and I fail and that thing that I want that's so big is really what I want to do. Like, I know that my happiness will be at least three X higher than it would be if I was like a doctor, then the way that I thought about it was it's worth me risking like whatever is going on right now. And that, 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 that's like where it finally clicked. I was like, okay worst case scenario is like i just end up like i don't know like at working a regular job like a, like a software engineer or, or something right that's like my absolute like that that's like what i would consider like my plan b or, or plan c or whatever like that that to me was the worst case so i think that if, if people often if if more often people would just sit there and think about really what their worst case is i'm willing to bet you that more people are willing to take their a risk you know for something that they really want and for me it was just like i really want to build dope shit that people all over the world use i mean that'd be pretty that's pretty cool right like i don't know I...
3: yeah that's <laughs> way better than, than working some nine to five yeah man and you're also young too so you have that uh that risk-taking ability right a lot of people who are you know they got kids and stuff like that they can't really out there and go take a risk and I think being young—that's the best part, right? You can go out there and just, you know, like we say, just fucking send it, dude. See what happens. Exactly, like, dude, exactly, <laughs>
1: man. Like, look, we live in the United States. We're so, we're so, uh, we're so fortunate, or at least I feel so fortunate to live in the United States because, like, I hear stories. Like my parents, before they came to the United States, they were in refugee camps for years, right? And I, I hear those.
3: Oh, you serious? Yeah,
1: yeah. And so, like, you hear those stories, and you're like, you're like, damn, like, like, not everybody has like a life like like that I, I that that I have and for my worst case to be like you know like I'm living in like like for my worst case to be better than 90% of the world's best case then then why like, like I just don't understand why I wouldn't take that risk because at, at the end of the day what Aries is what or, or at least what I want to do is if I can make a million people's li- lives one percent better like that's crazy, right? And the internet lets you do that. Like you could, I can, with software, like you sit there at your computer and you have this idea and you're able to create value for people like with your hands. It's, it's the coolest thing in the world to me, right? Like it's, it's pretty dope to think about. Like people use things that I build and they enjoy using them. It makes their lives better. And the internet makes it so that you could provide that like to hundreds of thousands of people, which is cool. You're a beast. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I told
3: you when I first met you. So let's get into let's get into Aries, right? So why the name Trade Aries? Oh
1: man, that's a great story. So so look, so we used to run a, a software development firm before Aries, uh, where we just did freelance software. And during that during that time, uh, that's where we're Trade State, where we approached TradeStation for the contract uh, uh, idea. Uh, originally, it was. A contract to build out like free data tools, like Options Flow or Dark Pool, so they could use it to bring people into the door uh, for TradeStation, and then it kind of like evolved into what Aries is now. But we—they gave us six months to to come up with a demo product. This was in two thousand and nineteen, so two thousand or late two thousand nineteen, early two thousand twenty. They they gave us six months to come up with a demo product, and I remember leaving that call and telling my 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 co-founder. Uh, uh, who's great? Uh, Pash. He he was the lead, uh, one of the lead developers at the Canadian Imperial Bank, actually. So he, he he's like this. He's an absolute genius. He makes me look great. So I remember like, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I, I remember I we left that call and I told him I was like, hey man, like, you know they're asking us to build their broker. Uh, they're asking us to help build their bro, uh, part of their API. They're asking us uh, to build some of these data tools. And at the time, I had just got in into uh, Robinhood. And I remember like Robinhood went down and I was really frustrated. So I told him, I was like, Hey, wouldn't it be pretty cool if we could build Robinhood? Like how much would that cost? I, I think that's what I remember asking. And he goes, you know, it would cost us a little bit, but if we build up the API, the way that you want to build it out, then it would probably be pretty easy if TradeStation gave us the, like the, the stamp of approval. So I decided like, oh, better to, ask for, better to ask for forgiveness than permission. So I just built it. Like I just spent the six months building a prototype of Aries. And when we presented it to the TradeStation team, um, uh, we had to come up with a name. We had, like, a week to come up with a name. And we had called it Project A-R-E-S, so Project Ares, because, like, Robin Hood, uh, 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 you know, Robin Hood, and there was another app, like, called Gatsby. So we just picked another god, like, another Greek god, uh, and we were like, okay, Ares, the god of, like, it's the god of uh, uh, war. So we're like, okay, just just run it with A-R-E-S. And we had to come up with a name, and we were going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, I was like, okay, we only have an hour. <laughs> you know, like, we have to come up with this name. So uh, I ended up buying tradearies.com. Like, it, like A-R-E-S wasn't available. We were going to call it Matador Trades, and Matador wasn't available. The trademark wasn't available. So I just, you know, TradeAries.com worked. and We got the trademark for TradeAres, and I was like, all right, just, like, we'll just – We'll just be trade Aries and we'll fix it later, if anything. And I don't know, we never fixed it. It just kinda of stuck. That's a good story. It depends well, nobody's as asked. Yeah.
3: I thought we were gonna go into astrology and like all this like whole deep thing and it's like, nah man, all the other websites no, are taken, so we suck with just, it.
1: We are just, just procrastinating like like procrastination prone idiots, and we waited till the last <laughs> hour to come up with a name. <laughs>
3: it's okay, we have this sick product but Yeah. What do we call it? <laughs> I like that.
1: No, I'm gonna. You no. know what? After this podcast, actually, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna come up with a, a way better answer for that question that makes me sound like a genius. And it'll. That'll, no, that'll I think that was a I pretty run. solid
3: answer.
2: Yeah, totally.
3: Look at Penny Lane. Like we are real people, yeah. right? We don't need the fluff answers. Like we like it authentic and real. And and yeah. so far, you, you're doing okay. <laughs> Okay, so nothing to do with astrology. Because as an Aries, you know, I ad- I identify with this product. Dude, I, so. I,
1: I make the joke sometimes. Uh, my ex-girlfriend is an Aries, right? But it's not true. <laughs> like, like. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yo, it's not true at all, but it's
3: funny. Dude, no, yo, on the website, you got to be like, yeah, it's, this is named after my ex-girlfriend, you know. <laughs> yeah. I made it so every, when, when we get real no, big, and she, she's in commercials, Imagine, like, she I'm thinks on of me.
1: i <laughs> one day. Oh, man, then she'll be calling back for sure. I'm just joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: I don't know. Your ex girlfriend might not know what CNBC is. I mean, at least my girlfriend. She's like, "What's a stock?" I'm like, <laughs> "Here we go again." <laughs> I don't know. There's
1: no ex girlfriend. But that would be funny.
2: <laughs> so that would be good. So you and I have at several times in our uh, relationship discussed doing like a trading competition that's like fantasy football with brackets, and you move up, and like we've had all these really cool ideas. And every time I bring it up, you're like, well yeah, I'll just build it. And I like kind of thought you were bullshitting me. Like, you'll just build it. And now I'm like, oh shit, he he means he would have just he's you just build it. <laughs> yeah. I'm really kind of blown away. Like I when you were like, Oh, I'll just build it, I was like, what? Yeah. Like it like look, really people, went right over my head. <laughs> yeah,
1: people 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 ask all the time, uh, and it's the reason that we, we were doing so well in freelance software before, but if you're a really good, if you, if you have a, re, like, honest to God, it's my team. Like, I know I'm taking all the credit for it here and it looks like, you know, like I'm this like crazy genius, but it really, it, it's, it's, it's not it at all. You know, I have, a, I have a really fantastic team. Uh, very lucky for that, for like those guys to be around me and they work their asses off. Right. Like, uh, so for me, it's like, Anything that would take a regular developer a regular team let's say a month I, I guarantee you we can get done in a week and that's mostly because of how we hand selected the guys that build it right like we everybody on the team is bank level I, I mean like uh, like for example like I'll just give you like a little bit of a rap sheet like the guy that runs our BD department was running multi-billion dollar uh, uh, construction products in New York and and, and, and you know he, he's strategizing across the board the guy that uh, the guy that, the guy that runs, uh, the guy that basically head of business strategy, which is the guy that would be helping us build, uh, on top of being on top of everybody being engineers, he's a, he was running power lines in New York city. So he was engineering how people get power in New York city. And then of course my co-founder like Pash the guy was the lead developer at the Canadian Imperial bank for close to a decade. So the, like, you know, like these guys, I, I truly believe can do anything. So from my perspective, it's like we know that our uh, Aries is not does not have billions of dollars. We know that the, we know that the market exists. We know that people want a platform like Gary's and we just have to sprint to get there. So from my perspective, it's like if we can do the work now, hopefully it means that we don't have to do as much work later on. So from, you know, like, of course, right to help uh, to, uh, uh, imagine how much exposure penny lane pushing one of our a challenge sponsored by aries would get us so yeah these guys would be working night and day uh trying to get something like that up which it's you know it's it's definitely a blessing to have people like that building your things it makes me look pretty cool
2: ah oh, god it's such a good idea it's such yeah, that would idea. be sick
3: yeah fantasy football like bracket me yes. shark in the final you know yes. I, mean, I mean i'd absolutely can you trade zero DEs, uh, DTEs on these uh, challenges? Yeah, awesome. why not?
1: I mean, you could, like you could do whatever yeah. you decide you want to do. From, <laughs> from as long as the regulators don't stop me, you could do whatever you want. I mean, I'm not in the business of telling you uh, what you need to regulator
3: do. Regulator regulators. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm not in the business of telling you what you can and can't trade. That's not my job.
2: Right? <laughs> Oh, I we like question. had it all fleshed out too. like you upload your trades at the end of the day and then it updates and then you got to check the website to see where everybody is and like, oh, such a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely
1: something that we should get the team on. I think it, not only that, I think even if you even if you started it off as a close knit thing and then eventually you advance like advance to the public, I think it would do exceptionally well. Oh, my
2: gosh. What if we recruited teams, Ellis?
3: Oh like a girl, like a fan. Yes!
2: <laughs> yes! Like you versus me, I get shark.
3: Uh my team's gonna be killers, so I'm just gonna put it that way.
2: Okay. Alright. Well, I get also get Mitch picks and Doctor Bullshark.
3: No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I <laughs>
2: <laughs> my Yes I do. No, you cannot have Doctor B. I introduced you to him.
1: Okay, fine.
2: Okay. I, Wait, can I be can I'll I'll I be a part of up. this challenge? Uh, can I can I
1: have Maybe. A, well,
3: Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm absolutely gonna recruit <laughs> you. Let me know some deep fundamental mental stuff. We'll leverage up five hundred X dude and we'll ascend nah, it? Dude, I'm I mean I,
1: I have an even better idea. How about we just find a really, 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 really illiquid penny stock and then just pump it up with like three or four grand up to like three or four or five thousand percent and make it look like you bought options on it. Easy peasy. Like there's no need for
3: Yeah, dude. It would be like that mineral water. Wait,
1: wait, by the way, I just want (laughs) to mention, I'm literally totally kidding. I I, I just, you know, it's just like, if I play this challenge, of course I want to win.
3: Oh, yeah, of course. I want to be on the winning
1: team. I I don't like doing things where I don't have, like, an advantage.
2: (laughs) Well, I don't like doing things where I don't win. But, you know, I put out on Twitter the other day... Like oh I I want to do this challenge and I need some sponsors and I got like forty people offering free shit. This is an opportunity This is an untapped opportunity.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, people have tried to do it. They just don't yeah, do it well. Yeah, it just
2: is. I mean, exactly. Kind of like my trading. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. I trade great. Yeah, um. Anyway
3: on Aries. up? Anyway, Alice.
2: <laughs> oh, I get Broda. <laughs> uh
3: I will make a dream team. Don't even worry about it. But I, I want to
2: ask I get Broda, Dr. Bullshark and Shark. I'm saying it now publicly, but mostly Broda.
3: You know I know all the whales, right?
2: I mean, let's see, Alice, let's see <laughs> who has who can flesh out a better team and we'll just that's That's
3: the competition I do have a question though about building teams. like how did you decide who to recruit who like were you the one that was hiring or was it a mix of tradestation and yourself kind of picking the individuals you
1: want to work with? No I mean i i, I had uh, I had the pleasure of, of kind of hand selecting and uh, um, so I, I I don't have very many employees, but i do I, I have I have done it, so I have some experience in this front. I think the best thing to look for when you're trying to recruit people for a team is you want people that are on sort of the same wavelength as you. Uh, And I think often people uh, like often people are looking just for pure intellect. And you know, what's the point of being really smart if you're just an asshole Uh, for us, it's like, I really want people who I could see as being my friends, uh, people who I would want to hang out with. And that has worked really well because at the end of the day, yeah. A, you want people that want to see Aries succeed. Uh, you know, like I, I know that not every employee is going to want is going to do. No employee is going to do as, as much as me or my co-founder is, is going to do. Primarily, just because like we, you know, we get the most reward if this thing's kind of, if this kind of thing works. But you have to incentivize these early employees. You have to incentivize people that are key to the team. So giving people, uh, uh, you know, give, putting people on your cap table giving people, uh, paying people, uh, yeah. At the market rate. That is, I I think, uh, you know, after you find the people that you think you can vibe with, and that takes a long time, uh, you have to pay for quality talent and, and whether you do that with equity or you do it with just pure cash, uh, uh, you know, if you want the best, you have to, you have to pay for it. Uh, and you know, from there, it's really just a matter of time.
3: Very good response. I always tell people before the interview, it's like, the interviewer is not really gonna. See, they don't really care how smart you are. They just want to see if they can sit next to you for eight hours a day. That's how every interview I've ever done. That's how I approached it, right? Because anyone can. You can be really, really book smart, but like you said, if you're an asshole, like no one wants to work with you. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, look, I, I have I have friends who are running uh, startups that are doing incredibly well. I have guys that run, I have friends that are running companies that are super successful, and not one of them is uh, is a pretentious asshole. Really, I find that like. The, the, the people that are, are, are super pretentious or, or are super uh, just douche, you know, like just, you know, I, like out of this world, people that I just like that are not on the same wavelength. I often find that these kinds of people are just, it's just like a, a reflection of something that's going on in their world. So I don't, I try not to take it to heart, but I just know that I would not work well with that kind of attitude. So from my perspective, it's like as long as I can surround people, uh, surround myself around people who, have the same attitude as me when I'm super uh, doing super well. At some point, somebody on the team it has to be happy, right? Not everybody can just be dead sad all the time. So you know, <laughs> as long as we prop each other up, it, it works really well. Uh, it creates an environment of uh, uh, honestly of growth, which is like a cliche answer, I know.
3: Oh, super cliche, but it was good. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's it like being a 21 year old CEO? Like, do you have any friends from, like, high school or anything like that that are, like, what are you doing, and what is your response to them?
1: Yeah, so I, I didn't go to a traditional high school. I, uh, I, I, I went to, a, like, what, what they call, like, a collegiate program. So really early on, the uh, first year of high school, I, I had tested out of some math classes, and that pushed me into the local community college because I, I basically – I I. had uh, I, you know, like there were no more math classes that I could take that the high school could offer. I had maxed out those credits. Yep. So they pushed me to the community college. So basically since I was about four to, uh, 14 going on fif- 15, you know, is, is probably a better answer. So since I was 15, I, I haven't been in a, in a setting around people my age. So if you ask me my age, like, yes, I, I'm, I'm 21 years old. But the truth of the matter is, I, I really definitely feel a lot older. You know, everyone on my team is, is pushing uh, uh is pushing into or uh, or has gone deep into their thirties, and uh, that so it's like I'm surrounded by these people, and then I've been surrounded by college students when I was really young, and I I, I didn't really grow up with very many friends to begin with. So I, I, I would I would I would definitely say like I have one really really close friend that I grew up with. He grew up on the same block as me. And, uh, I, that guy's like my best friend, but you know, he's on the path to going to medical. He's like, he, he's, he's in, he's on that medical path. And it, I, I find that sometimes it, having to explain like, this is my life. Yeah. Like I have to go to New York for a week and then I'm going to Toronto for three weeks because I'm trying to figure something out there. Or like, you know, like it's a really busy lifestyle and I, I it's really like, I would not recommend it for everybody. Cause like, sure. I, I would say it's very rewarding to see people using my product. It's very rewarding to like, think of something and then see it in real life. But it's, it's definitely, it definitely, from my perspective, it's like, man, like I see all these kids, like, uh, like kids who are my age, right. Who, who I grew up around. Like I see them like, uh, you know, doing things that a 21 year old does. And, and that definitely yep. makes me feel like, Oh, I wonder how I would end, how, how I would have ended up if I had just went that path. But, being completely honest like i really don't feel 21 years old at all uh what i like my life consists of uh <laughs> i mean i don't know I, I i like i work i go to the gym uh and then i go home <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> Dude, I, 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 that's not a bad life like, man hey like, i swear like I, I know it sounds like i'm lying right but <laughs> it's like it's the truth it's like i i i go i work i go to the gym and then i i i you know i i uh and then, you know, usually when I'm traveling, somebody else from the team is there. So, like, for fun, you know, we'll go out to eat or something. <laughs> yeah, but you're grinding, <laughs> right? Dude, my life isn't lame. It's good. <laughs> <I'm doing laughs> it's fun. No, no, no. I don't, I don't see it as
3: lame, right? A lot of people, they, you know, people get lost. In, I call it lost in a sauce, right? Like, they, you know, they're partying. You know, they're at a frat house and doing all that kind of stuff. And, like, people kind of fall off the bandwagon doing that. But in your case, you're dialed in. You're laser focused. You see the future, and you're just you're hustling towards it. There's nothing wrong with that. Just because you don't yeah, want to party I mean, and uh,
1: do all that kind of stuff, who cares? I mean, You're it's a CEO, big it's...
3: boss man. Going to <laughs> no, no, definitely
1: not. Right, but <laughs> it, it is it, another thing to add. Right, is like it's you know there are thousands of people using Aries and it's growing so quickly. But yeah, you, you know you have to think people are trusting me with their money, right? Like the, your your money is not something that it, 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 that you don't hold near and dear. Uh, you know, people often work very hard to put the money that they uh, deposit into Aries into Aries. And I just, I, I, I I want to make sure that I do right by them. And that to me means focusing on building the best product that I can and making sure things are buttoned up. So there's a lot of added pressure on that front, right? Like it's, it's really not an easy thing to do. I was very naive at the start when I was like, oh, we'll just build Robinhood. It'll be fine. Right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it it is definitely like Elon, uh, Elon and a couple of other uh, entrepreneurs talk often about how building an early company is like chewing glass and staring into a really, really deep hole with no like light. Uh, And it really, it really is like, that's like the best expression because you're, you know, on the outside, it's like, Oh man, Aries is growing at 50 uh, nearly 50% a month. Uh, everything is going great. There's a new application launching in two weeks. They're launching all these free data tools. Uh, everything is going fantastic. But the things that are required to make something like that happen, you like honestly honestly you wouldn't believe right like it 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 really is a a very a a very pressure set environment and like i said i would highly not recommend it to every single person like there are some people who i believe would do super well and i i i I would recommend thinking really introspectively before you decide like i'm gonna go ahead and try to start something on my own it's it's something on this grand of uh on on this grand of like a, 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 like as the like you know uh Something as stupid, something (laughs) as stupid uh, as saying, I'm going to start a brokerage, right? Like you should, you know, like you you should not, if you're going to do something like that, which I highly believe, I I believe that a lot of people can do things that are that big, but if you're going to do something like that, I think you should think about the effect that that's going to have on you as a person, because you might not like, you might not like, you know, going, going through that process. But so far for me, it's been probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done, uh, if I'm being honest.
3: I think it's funny how, not funny, I think it's great how you mentioned how you're dealing with people's money, right? So, in my eyes, if someone's handling my money, I want them grinding 24-7 because that's my money. So, I think you put that exactly. very well put because, you know, if the guy you're handing the money is on, like you mentioned, the, the yacht book earlier, right? If he's on party on yachts and stuff, you're like, well, why, 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 how come I don't have a yacht, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, man, it's like, it's like, it's like this. It's like, I'm already, uh, competing at a deficit in comparison to my, uh, into, into the, into my peers, like uh Robin Hood, Weeble uh, et cetera. And from my perspective, it's like, I need to work harder than them. And even beyond that now, now that we're managing very, like a lot of money, right? More money in assets under management than I ever thought that we would get at, get to that number makes me even like drives me even more. Cause it's like, if we can get to this level, with just the amount of work that I put in right now and the amount of time that I spent on this now, imagine in five years. Right. And, and that's where I want to be at. And, and, you know, in that, I I think about that often, it's like, yes, this is a lot of work and yes, you know, like sometimes you are putting in 12, 13 hour days, but the reality is when this works, there are no 12, 13 hour days, right? Like what, uh, that's, that's just the truth of it is you, you're, you're kind of like buying time in the future. Uh, if it works out right, it's a huge risk, but the way that I see it is I don't believe that the space right now is fair to the retail trader. And I didn't grow up in a big fancy penthouse. I, you know, I grew up as a kid wanting more. And I, I think that, so like me being really young uh, to me, like $30 for a book was a sh- like a shit ton of money. Right. I, like I, it, you know, we were a family, uh, we were a family of four really like barely making it. Right. So for me to go ask my parents, like for a $30 book, was a huge deal, uh, growing up. And now, you know, you're seeing more than 50% of all retail investors paying for extraneous data solutions. Right. And often those solutions are cost anywhere from like 150 to $200 plus per month each. And I can imagine that, right? Like you're, you're making the retail investor pay 10% of their account to access a level playing field. And you know, it's that, that, that idea alone is like, to me is a huge driver because like, dude, who wouldn't want to be known as the guy that, you know, like the guy that disrupted that industry. It's like, it's definitely, uh, you know, that's definitely on my radar. It's like, I want to make sure that it's it's like, maybe it's a narcissism thing. I, I don't think it is. Right. But from my perspective, it's like somebody has to do it. And I know eventually somebody will do it. Why not have it be me that does it? and now that we're like actually doing it it's even more pressure it's like it's like oh man this is actually working i actually have to do it now right like i kind of attached my name to this thing it has to work so oh yeah i'm (laughs) all in
3: well let's dive into a little (laughs) bit deeper right so uh, the example you gave me is like the average retail investor has you know 2500 in their account and they're spending 200 a month on you know chat rooms and subscriptions and you know data tools so how does aries bridge that gap for someone who's not familiar with your product
1: yeah, uh, that's a really great question. So actually, luckily this morning uh, we ha- we had a launch surrounding this like free data uh, 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 th- th- this free data idea. But the way that Airy bridges that gap is right now. I think that a lot of these data providers uh, are are taking advantage of the retail trader. You know, they're paying ten or fifteen thousand dollars to access a data set API uh, uh, from from something like from like maybe sometimes directly from the exchanges, and then they're turning around. And, you know, if you can get a thousand people to pay you 60 grand a month, you're making a profit of $45,000 a month. And often these data tools are built by people. Like I know that I could build uh, some of these tools in a month. So I remember thinking in my head, like, damn, like, you know, I could build this tool in a month and I'll be making, uh, I'll I'll be making $45,000 a month for like however many, however many months or like it, it runs successfully or years maybe. And that idea started in 2008 at 2018, 2019, when I started trading, like, uh, um, like more seriously, because it, it made sense. But then it grew as I you know, you see these data solutions, they're starting to become mainstream, like you have some Twitter profiles that get mentioned as data sources on 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 CNBC. And that that like that idea of giving like, For example, the guy that won the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, three, four years ago—I don't mean to quote Nobel, (laughs) like, like, (laughs) right—but the guy that won the Nobel Peace Prize a a couple of years back, his paper—he was a behavioral economist, and uh, his paper was on essentially, you know, the the thesis is is on human financial illiteracy, which, and the 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 abstract of that is like, people often even if you tell them the right thing to do with their money, they won't do it. So he's saying people are so stupid that even if you tell them the right thing to do with their money, they won't do it. And in my head, when I read that, I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's like, it's not people are so stupid, it's like my parents growing up, at, at, you know, tr- just trying to make it. They're not worried about learning about the S P 500, right? Like, even if you came and knocked on their door and told them, "Yo, put your money in the S P 500 so you can grow at 10% a year on average," they're gonna tell you, to, like, they're gonna be like, "Get the fuck off my porch," right? Like, yep. like, 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 a pyramid
3: scheme, about? dude. Like, what? Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, So it's like,
1: it's not like you know, the, the paper sites, like, yeah, if you tell people and this is the interest rate or whatever, right? And it's like, no, man, it, that it's not. People are stupid. It's people just they're ignorant the idea they just don't understand what it is that you're trying to tell them and I believe data is the root cause of that because I mean for for somebody like you know there's an app out there for finance uh I'm sorry for, for languages called Duolingo that makes it like a super easy fun game to learn a new language and I'm like man imagine you had the exact same thing for financial literacy and then imagine you can bridge that with like somebody's investments And I believe data is at the core of that. Like, uh, I I don't understand why people should have to pay to see the largest options trades for today or the most unusual options trades and and take money away from money that should be going in an index fund or maybe should be getting invested, Uh, you know, it's like so the way that we're trying to bridge that gap is as many data tools as we can. And we have a lot of data access to a lot of data, but as many data tools as we can uh, we're going to build pure comparable tools here by the end of the year and they're going to be free. So we already have one right now. That's like the options flow tool, it's super bare bones. We have a major, uh, a major app update that's going to fix that in, in about two, three weeks. So we are expecting around July 1st, but even beyond that, like this morning, we announced the launch of our discord bot suite. So the only other competitor, uh, with the bot and API suites for the same bots that we're launching. So we're launching a bot that like tracks Congress and Senate trades tracks, dark pool tracks, uh, options flow trades, like lets you, you know, you put like symbol BRT and then it will return like the top news, the top analyst grade, stuff like that. So that bot, anything, if you look at the peers, the only other comparable peer to the suite that we're launching on July 1st is a tool that costs $1,500 a year. And often that tool is being bought by a discord server. And then they're reselling it to somebody for $50 a month because you know people don't have 15 the average person doesn't have $1500 just to like shell out for this bot. And to me it's like it does not make sense to me that a market exists where you can buy a tool for $1500 and just resell it for 50 bucks a month. It's it's like it's 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 it's, it's crazy to me. And uh, the way that I mean I just want to get it get to the point where people have access to that kind of data because you know being being the rebellious idiot I really want to prove that humans, like maybe not all, maybe not like every single human being, but look at what happened with wall street bets. One guy came up with this idea to short squeeze a stock and it worked, right? Like, you know, you got millions of people to follow beyond, uh, follow, follow after him. And imagine you could do that with all kinds of data. And it's only going to take one person to take the data set that we give, like that we give out for free. It's only going to take one person with one good idea to come up with the next revolutionary way to like, you know, like uh, track or analyze stocks. And I just want to give the average person access to that power.
2: This episode is sponsored by Aries, the newest trading broker offering both mobile and desktop trading. The app is built for retail traders by retail traders, and they welcome user feedback. Do you ever nail the entry on a trade but can't get filled? You won't need to worry about that anymore because they are a self-clearing brokerage direct to exchange with TradeStation and they are much faster than other brokerages that route through a clearinghouse. Aries is a multi-asset platform. You are able to trade stocks, options, futures, index options, crypto, and micros. You are also able to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrencies. Lastly, earn up to 5% interest on eligible crypto assets with no lockups. Aries has partners and offers many free tools such as advanced charting, trading view with unlimited charting and indicators, free options flow, dark pool data, and many more tools on their roadmap to come. This is on average a $50 to $100 per month value, all for free. Finally, you can withdraw and deposit actual crypto and transfer to the U.S. dollar and use it to trade any trading assets offered. Aries is the first brokerage to offer this. Please click the link in our bio or go to www.tradearies.com to sign up for an account today.
0: Irrational exuberance. When it comes to killer wine at drastically low prices, 30 to 70% off retail and free shipping, we live for that here at Last Bottle Wines. Whether you went long or short on GameStop, you'll need a glass of something terrifically tasty and we've got the goods. Last Bottle is a daily wine site based in Napa, California. One wine, every day, at Black Swan event prices, usually 30 to 70% off until poof, it's gone. Whether you're a pound-the-table type, think ultra-crisp, quaffable Sauvignon Blanc, or a dividend aristocrat, Burgundy, or Napa Cab, there simply is no better place to buy wine on the web. And they always have free shipping. Last Bottle has a deal just for Penny Lane listeners. Use promo code PENNY10 to save 10% on your next order with Last Bottle. The code is good for one order and one order only.
3: We were just talking about bridging the gap between what we'll call big scary data and how it's not so scary and how your goal and your mission with your team is to bridge that gap so the average person can have the same data because a lot of these companies are just popping up taking something that costs two thousand dollars right classic example is level three data and just repackaging it and just shilling out to people who don't know any better and your goal is to instead of people paying that hundred and two hundred dollars a month is actually take that 100 dollars 200 a month and buy equities and
1: assets assets with it. Yeah. I mean exactly man. The way that I see it is if you if you push if you push more money into the market and giving people access and pe- giving people access to data and taking that away is just going to end up pushing more money into the market. But if you do successfully get more money into the market, then all that's going to happen is more resources, more ideas, and more more risks to take, right? Uh, uh, and I think that that's, I I think it would just be cool. I think it would be really cool to see what people come up with if they have access to whatever the hell they want, because I'm a huge believer. I'm a huge, huge believer in, in, in human power. Like I think that, uh, I I think that if you get like right now, there's such a high barrier to entry for that data that the kid with the, the really good idea on how to use it might never have that idea because he's never able to access that data right and i, I just want to make sure that it gets to the point where you want to you want to download all the options flow data for this last day and then throw it into some sort of crazy uh, excel algorithm do it right like like who know it might work right it it, it might work yeah. A- and uh, uh you know like uh, on one side of it it's like yes uh, of course we want people to have more money so that they could trade more we're going to obviously benefit from that because if you trade on Aries we're going to make we're going to make money but on the flip side of that it's like dude i just i really do want to see what people can do with that data because i don't believe that that has been tapped yet and the reason i think it's not tapped is because the people who want to innovate on top of what's already available simply just don't have access to the the type of data that they want that they need right
3: yeah no i at home this is gonna be a good personal question for you ready were you that little kid back in the day who had this great idea, but did wasn't able to access the data, and this is how this all started?
1: Man, look, I've always been the type of uh, the type of person, and I, this is not like a, uh, I hope this doesn't come off as like uh, uh, like like egotistical or whatever. But I've always been the type no, of you're person a beast, dude. Where, Go ahead. <laughs> it's always been I've always been the type of person where it's like, you know, they're like, hey, you can test out of one class. And you decide to go, okay, I'm just going to test out of all five, right? Or or, or or like, hey, you know, we want you to build us this data tool. And I'm like, nah, screw it. I'm just going to build a better trading platform than you already have. And I, I've, I've done that uh, ever since I was young, uh, just on, on obviously on a way different scale. But I just... I remember being like i I don't want it to seem like I was this like frugal kid that grew up with absolutely nothing because that's not the case at all I never wanted for for anything right like I, I was very grateful to have a, a roof over my head and, and food when I needed food but i I did always want like I want books and my parents are like, hey you know we just can't afford that right now uh yeah, or I wanted a new computer and my parents are like that's like go get a job right <laughs> and uh and it's the same yeah go watch yeah, and, and it's the same <laughs> thing right now it's like it's like uh, you know, you see people on Reddit type up these crazy reports on these stocks and they're like, could somebody please ping me to the short data or could somebody check? Uh, uh, like, uh, could somebody please give me this analyst report? Uh, like, You see this on Reddit, you see it on stock you see it on all, all these different sh- social platforms. And I just want to like, what if while that kid was sitting uh, like whoever wrote that article was sitting there, what if they had the report? And that spurt of motivation had them read that report. And in that report, they found exactly what they wanted. Uh, I, I just, I, 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 I don't want to say that I was the kid that, you know, uh, 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 always, uh, you know, like I, I was the kid that couldn't get access to what he wanted. But I do want to say that I, I, I completely relate with not being able to get the, the thing that you need to get you to that next level. And that's bullshit right? Because it, 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 it's bullshit, primarily because we it live in bullshit. the age of information. The internet makes information so readily available. And the, uh, this idea of multi-billion dollar hedge funds, I know this is a, not a crazy example, but this idea of multi-billion dollar hedge funds who already have every advantage on the planet, being able to also hold a monopoly on data it, uh, so that they can front run the market even more than they do. I don't understand that idea. And somebody is going to fix it. It will be fixed eventually. Uh, Why not have it be Aries?
3: So something I've realized on this is that I really consider you the real Robin Hood, right? Because what you're trying to do is you're trying, but instead of, you know, robbing from the rich and stealing their money, you're stealing
1: data. Yeah, I mean, look. I, the, the truth of the matter is, of course, of course, oh, I wow. want to make money, right? Every human being on this planet, I believe most human beings, especially more so human beings that grow up in a capitalist society, of course, you want to make money. But the reality Actually, of it is like, I just realized really early on that, like, the you know, the $45,000 a month that I could be making selling data services, if I'm being honest, it's like, it's not as bad as as saying. Yeah, I destroyed the entire data market. Like imagine how that's going to look on my rap <laughs> sheet. It's like I disrupted the entire data market and now my app has a million users and is doing uh, doing really well. It's like I don't need I it's like <sighs> yes, we Aries is uh, trying to be a profitable business. Yes, uh, uh, uh we, we you know, we charge commissions on s- some asset classes. But the way that I see it is you have to do some things like that to create a sustainable enough foundation to be able to do really dope shit like like giving out free data. And that's, I think, a huge problem with companies like Robinhood or Webull or even Trading 212 like in the UK. These companies often are so focused on their very, very slim revenue margins that come solely from payment for order flow that they can't really focus on, on the software or expanding or globalizing their idea. So with Aries, because we have all these different asset classes like, like futures and indexes where we're charging commissions, uh, although they're industry leading, that gives us a way wider margin of uh, uh, a way my, a wi- uh, wider revenue margin. And it, you know, having a wider revenue margin makes it so that we have, we can focus less on trying to extract as much money per customer and focus more on building the best software that we possibly can. So I, I guess you I, you know, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to call ourselves a Robin because we're in this to make money. Right. But uh, yeah, on, on yeah, the flip on the flip side of it, it's like, yes, we we 100% want to provide as much value as humanly possible to our customer. And that idea comes from us believing that the current products out there right now provide, don't provide that value, right? Which is just like, it's just capitalism, right?
3: No, no, no Again, you're, you're very well-spoken. I love it. I love a person who's good who's well-spoken and to touch on the commissions, your commissions are very cheap. And especially if you're going to offer all these data services, I don't want to call it. I like calling it data, not data. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, I mean, I was trading futures on the app for like a month, and I was paying 50 cents. Like, it was like, it's really not that big of a deal when you go trade futures on anywhere else. It's, you know, $5 round trip. It's a huge difference. And... Especially if you, as as from a customer standpoint standpoint, and you have all these tools with it too, it really doesn't feel like you're paying commissions. Yeah,
1: I mean, so like we're right. so uh, our goal is to be industry leading across all asset classes. So the what what the cool thing about that is that not every asset class on the planet is commission free. So like for with futures, our our, our commissions are industry leading but futures aren't commission free anywhere else. So we can offer you like the best commissions for futures. Uh, same thing with like um, crypto, right? Like it's like crypto generally for like a really good crypto platform. Uh, they're not, they're not commission free anywhere. Uh, no. So, their so
3: commissions are so, outrageous on some of those. Platforms. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, so as long as we can like sort of front run the market, and uh, and offer commissions there. We only actually need about fifteen to twenty percent of our clients to trade higher level asset classes in order to make. A, a, I mean, a, to, to make a profit. So, offering stuff like commission-free options and equities at the same fill rate as a really really high level broker. You know, we're built right on top of TradeStation's engine, which charges commissions. So, uh, uh, offering offering those for free, you can kind of think of it as our version of a two dollar Costco hot dog. It just gets people in the door.
3: <laughs> Absolutely,
1: and I, I do
3: want to touch on your on how orders are filled because we spoke about that during our meeting as well. Now you're direct to market, right? So you don't have like a like, like liquidity pro- provider like a Citadel or anything like that. So you're not selling order flow.
1: Well, so, is that correct? I mean, no. So so I, uh, let me let me touch on this a little bit because I think that this idea of payment for order flow is really really misunderstood by uh, the retail just the retail audience most payment for order flow I don't want to say all because some of it is malicious but most payment for order flow helps you get a fill not all payment yep. for order flow is this malicious scalping in the middle of an order without payment yeah, for order or front flow, loading or I anything. would guarantee you 70% of the time your order would not go through the way that you want it to go through so tradestation is yes direct to market we're built right on top of their engine so the, the just I, I just want to touch on this we always prioritize customer fill speed above revenue. Every single time, there is never going to be a time where your order is not pushed to the national best bid and offer exchange, that because that's how TradeStation operates. So our average fill time, or I you know TradeStation's average fill time, is a third of a second, and that's on their legacy. That's, that's on their legacy platforms. <laughs> So Aries is a direct connection, like, for example, with our new application that's launching. Uh, that's, that's, so we're launching the new app uh, around July 1st. And what's going to happen is I believe that I, I, just, I might be wrong about this, but I believe that we're going to be the first platform uh, uh, infrastructure-wise where your phone will actually be uh, sort of like the server, right? So all the data will be streaming directly from, uh, directly from the exchanges to your phone. We're not going to be an intermediary in terms of uh, sending you that data only pushing your order. So if you think fill speeds are fast now and they are already super fast on TradeStation, even faster on Aries, in like three weeks, the mobile application like it's it will be damn near impossible anywhere else to get a faster fill unless that fill just isn't possible. Uh so you know like I people talk about how good fill speeds are right now. And the way that I see it is like, you know, you know, people are congratulating us right now. But the truth is we're already thinking three months into the future. And if Aries is this good with fill speed now, this good with data now in three months, I genuinely believe not only are we going to have the best back end infrastructure based uh, a platform, I believe that we'll also have the, you know, the best front end, easy to use, good fill, uh, uh good, good fill platform. And that, that, that's, that's kind of like the end goal is I just want to give on top of giving people access to data. It's like, I want to give them real unfiltered access to the U S markets. You just gave me the tingles. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, I say all this like out loud and I know it's not like, it sounds like this big utopian dream, but I, I, I don't want it to seem like that because from, from my perspective, like, like this is my world, right? Like every day is, is sort of focused on this idea and uh, it, it's such a blessing. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think our users really understand, even you guys, I don't think you guys understand like you guys being our earliest users and giving us this feedback. I don't like we're building right on that feedback and I can't wait to show you what we're building. Uh, because the truth of the matter is I, I really believe we're going to be one of the first platforms that's built right on top of what people are asking for. Like, like how, how dope is that? Right? Like it takes, it takes all the guesswork out of it for me because I'm not, I'm, I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> We've been over this. I think it's like the fourth time I've said <laughs> You it keep this saying that, but right? I don't know. Right? so it's like, it's like, I know <laughs> that I'm not going to come up with the, the, the best ideas, but we have hundreds of suggestions and bug reports in in our channels and, and ideas that have come directly from our users. And it's pretty cool to like watch my team build exactly those ideas because it's like, damn, I can't wait to make people happy. Right? Like that, that guy suggested yeah. that I'm just going to add him Like, Hey, this is done.
3: <laughs> I will say though, like when it comes to feedback, you guys are monsters at it. I see it all the time at discord. People are like, Hey, we want this and this. And you're like, cool. Sounds good. I'm like, Okay, that was not Yeah, I do um, uh,
1: it people it's funny, right? Because sometimes people will um, They'll ask for something like in like really early in the morning Like something simple maybe like a couple of weeks ago somebody was like hey I just want to be able to share my trades and then when I share the link like anybody can click it and, and, and that trade will Open on Aries, and I just click confirm and I remember my developer like two days Like uh, he was like, yeah, that sounds great. And then like 12 o'clock that same night So like midnight that same night he emails me. He's like, hey Reddit, is this cool if I push uh, is it cool if I push this to the production build like I, I figured out that share link feature and you know like next morning you tell this guy You're like, yeah, we built that feature or like we've done that countless times Like we had a bug issue with the the, the charts that was fixed like five minutes before market open But the way that I, I again, I, I keep saying the way it's, it's really not the way that I see it But I, I think that the the way that things should be handled is Right around your customer because it works, right? Like look at what Amazon did in a decade focused right focusing only on the customer Uh, the, uh, you know, if we can get a hundred people to love Aries and when you love something, you tell everybody, you know, about it, right. If we can get a hundred people to love Aries by the end of this summer, it'll snowball, especially when we launch our referral program. Right. But it'll snowball. And, uh, you know, the market's big enough so that if we can get a hundred people to absolutely fall in love with Aries. uh, then I believe we can get millions of people to fall in love with Aries. And that's sort of the end goal. It's like, By the end of this summer, I want the best platform on the planet, and uh, we're really making strides towards that. I, 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 you know, I think that, you know, I don't, I don't mean to be hard on ourselves, right? But I think there, there are sticky, there are sticky points right now. But as we, you know, keep grinding through them, I just don't see why we can't build a platform like sort of for the people, by the people, as cliche as that sounds.
3: It's not, it's not cliche. That's exactly what you are. (laughs) I see it, and I, and I believe in it. So there, you got me sold. So I remember our first phone call, you sold me. I was like,
1: All right, <laughs> Maybe I'm just a good you know, salesman,
3: like, uh, man.
2: You guys are like,
3: hey man, Maybe you man. You got to use some- cars? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That's funny.
2: All right. Well, we have just about run out of time. Uh, this was a delight. And I know Ellis is so fired up right now, which... Oh, <laughs> thank you so much for your time and we appreciate you and we're huge uh fans of Aries and let's let's go ahead and uh build out that that fantasy football I feel like that's a yeah definitely
1: definitely we'll, we'll we'll take that offline for sure and I, I there's a really good timing man I actually just got to the airport so uh, I, I appreciate you guys yeah, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, right? I, I this was a this was a great experience for me. You know, I I don't often do these kind of like public facing, you know, whatever. But this was a a great experience and uh you know, maybe hopefully some at some point we could do it again.
2: Awesome, for sure.
3: Oh, yeah for sure we yeah. got it, baby. I think we, when the yeah, big launch yeah, comes Yeah,
2: we've got a challenge we gotta launch. So
3: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we gotta bring your team on too. Yeah, we what they will go crazy. Hey, you support us, we support you. That's how we do it. All
2: right, man. All right. All right, thank you. See ya.
0: By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the Penny Lane podcast makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional or financial advice. Unless specifically stated otherwise, the Penny Lane Podcast does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Penny Lane Podcast. The Penny Lane podcast assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein.